Welcome everybody to Broadcast Team Alpha, where we bring you cutting-edge conversation while exploring the quantum possibilities. And we're so going to do it again tonight. I haven't even seen you guys in the chat room yet, but I know you're warming up in there for our fun guest. Our fun guest is like really multifaceted. We're going to have a good conversation tonight. Before we get started, as always, I want to open with gratitude. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the super chats. One day, Augie and I aspire to get super chats like Rex, like Rex Bear, right? Doesn't he get the super chats off the hook, right? <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, I want to invite you also over to the Mastermind Connection. What the heck is the Mastermind Connection? It's a group that meets Sunday afternoon, and we come together in a mastermind way, and we set an intention for benevolent outcomes in the world, in people, in, um, in weather patterns, in waves of things that are coming in and hitting the population. And it's always so amazing. And we're getting phenomenal results. And even more than that, we've instituted a new practice in our container where we meet. And we're challenging ourselves to stay in the highest vibration during the time that we're together. So sometimes when we come up with a topic that we're going to mastermind about, people get very triggered, right? They get triggered because they want to mastermind for, for children, right? For children to be safe. But before they come up with that intention, they get all worked up and, you know, their vibration is just off the charts, not great, right? So, so we're having a fun time keeping our vibration lifted while talking about the things that trigger us. How expansive is that? So I'd like you to join us. It's so much fun. You can send an email to Augie at the, T-H-E, Mastermind Connection, all one word at gmail.com, the, T-H-E, Mastermind Connection at gmail.com. want to invite you to one more thing, the membership group. The membership group is growing. That is where there are, there are proprietary visits videos just for the members. It's a place where Augie and I test drive some vulnerable topics that we don't really want to put out to the full population yet to see how it goes. It's a safe container for us. And it's kind of like um, membership has privileges, right? You guys come back. Sometimes we have meetings where we do questions and answers or talk about anything you want to talk about. Mac is going to put the link in the chat. And Augie, tell us about our fun guest. I'm so excited. Yes, I will. And uh, yes, join us in that membership group on YouTube because it's going to be fun and you'll have access, direct access to Nori and I for private conversations in there. And uh, if you have really something on your mind that is heavy or uh, you need help with, just bring it out. We can possibly help and maybe not, but you can have access to us and we can talk. So uh, join us in the master, uh, in the uh, in the YouTube and the membership group. Uh, we have Chris Matthew with us and he is the owner of Forbidden Knowledge News. And for those of you that like to surf the internet while you're listening, here is his website, ForbiddenKnowledge.News. And there is an awful lot of good stuff that you got to go visit. And uh, he is an on-air personality with the shows you can find just about everywhere, and he cover all the stuff that the establishment do not want you to know about. Yes, and, <laughs> yeah, and that's why YouTube has uh, awarded him yeah. with cancellation. Yeah. <laughs> so he's everybody that get canceled on YouTube. They're the good guys, probably. It's a badge and, of honor there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he has also had some personal paranormal experiences that I love to have him talk about tonight because uh, this is good. And uh, he's an experienced uh, researcher on Bigfoot, extraterrestrials, the cryptoids. Uh, and uh, that is something that we want to hear about because he's creating a um, video documentary right now on these kinds of things. So. Uh, and uh, he has learned an awful lot from the phenomenal guests that he has had on his show. So, folks, uh, if you are watching on uh, YouTube, 
please subscribe so you can get a notification uh, of the new videos and the shows coming out because you don't want to miss this. All right. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hey, hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for inviting me, Augie. It's an honor to be here. Like I was telling Augie, it's not that often that I get to be on the other side of the microphone here. So I enjoy having a good conversation with you fine folks here. Looking forward to it. Thanks. Thanks. And you know, like I said before, you are multifaceted and you really are. You've got a lot of a lot of uh, areas of knowledge. But, you know, there's always something along the path. Some For some of us, it happened when we were a little. For some of us, it happened recently. What was like a pivotal experience for you that kind of pulled all of those pieces together for you or opened the gate, either one? Well, it's interesting. From a very young age, I have questioned the nature of reality. I always believe that things weren't exactly as we were being told and i was always kind of the black sheep and of the family and outcast in school and i always questioned reality but i also fell into a sleep pattern for the longest time in my life just working a regular job i was part of a bad relationship part of a bad marriage for a long time just living the material life and checked out of the exploration part of of who i am until around 2012 something kind of clicked in me and i just became fascinated with things that are hidden in our reality and this the the cover-ups and the the corruption that's happening in our government everything that we're not being told as well as the paranormal and occult side so i just started diving into research and i eventually started this show and i still hadn't i haven't really had any extraordinary paranormal experiences i was always curious about it there was nothing really in my in my lifetime that i would consider unexplained except for some sleep paralysis experiences which at the time i didn't think were paranormal but i'll get back to that in a little bit what really changed everything for me was a couple of years after i started doing this show which was it was gaining popularity but in no way was it a career for me at the time it was a fun hobby i still had a corporate job that i was working and i was i was not happy with that job at all i was i was comfortable with the the revenue that i was making and i was getting by very well but i did not enjoy the work that i was doing and i would much rather be doing something like this being you know talking about weird and paranormal stuff to people all day which i was doing but i couldn't translate that into a career at that moment well, at the time, I was also going through a difficult period. I was going through a difficult breakup, and the my job was highly stressful for me. I didn't enjoy it, and I didn't enjoy the place I was living in South Louisiana. I had I was born and raised, grew up in South Louisiana. It's where I started this show. And like I said, the show was gaining popularity, but nothing near anything. I was making a cup, maybe a couple of hundred dollars a month off of some ad revenue, but nothing I could quit my job over. And I really wanted to be able to do this full time. And I really wanted to be able to get over this depressed state I was in and quit my job and all these things. Well, I had suggestions to meditate, to start meditation, which I did. And I was horrible at it at first. It took me so long before I could even get to a relaxed enough state and calm my mind down enough to, to get anything accomplished. But I remember the one night I did, and it was incredible. Uh, it started where I was outside talking to a neighbor, and uh, I don't remember what the discussion was about, but at the time I was going through a bad breakup. Things weren't too good at work. I was kind of depressed. I knew I was going to meditate later that night outside talking to my neighbor, and I noticed in the sky these three bright orange flames in a triangular formation just slowly moving up in the sky. And I kind of looked at it. I was like, that looks interesting. And my neighbor's oblivious. He doesn't even notice. He's still talking to me and I'm watching these things. And all of a sudden they just boop, blink out of existence. It's like they started to take off and boom, gone. It, it, it's like whenever I don't know, it was, it's like I, whenever I had made some kind of connection that there's something weird about it, it blinked out of existence. Well, I thought I thought to myself that could be something. I just filed it in the interesting file and I went about my evening and I went about my meditation session. And like I said, it was very difficult for me to to relax and get into a deep meditative state until now because I, I took people's advice and I put on 432 hertz tones. I 
I got into the most relaxed state that I could, the most relaxed position I could. And I was able, actually able to get into a deep meditative, relaxed state where I was in a different space and my consciousness was shifted into a different type of area where it was, it was outside of the normal material realms that I'm used to. And it felt like I was at a complete state of peace. Whenever I reach that state of peace, it's like my consciousness, it took off into a portal or something. I was, it felt like it was yeah. being traveling through space and time. And I started getting all this download of information that I didn't understand at the time. I believe it's still unfolding the amount of information that was downloaded during this experience. Mathematics, science, geometry, and the history and people's experiences and my own experience, all this thing was flooding into my brain until all of a sudden it stopped and I was at a state of peace and calm again. And this is where during this, it was just pure blackness, peace and calm. But out of the right side of my subconscious peripheral vision, this beautiful blue light begins to seemingly get closer to to my subconscious vision there and to where I'm at. And as it gets closer, this amazing feeling of just love and gratitude. It was like it was like a drug that I had never experienced before. It was, it was such a euphoric feeling, but I knew in an instant that this was what love is supposed to feel like. I thought I loved my parents. I thought I loved my, you know, people in my life, but it was nothing like this knowing of love that I felt when this blue entity kind of enveloped me. And as it did, and this love took me over, it started to communicate psychically with me it said, hello, how are you? And I was freaked out because I knew this wasn't me talking to myself. I could definitely tell there was an outside consciousness communicating with me. Now, I grew up Catholic and I started to freak out a little bit. And I said, <laughs> I think I, I got real nervous. I was like, in the name of God, are you are you good or something like that? I thought I was being infiltrated by a demon or something. And before I could even finish, it was such instantaneous communication. This thing was like laughing and reassuring me and shooting these beautiful love feelings and saying, yes, of course, I'm okay. I'm a part of you. I'm here because you're ready to talk to me. And I was like, wow, I, I this is incredible. I really enjoy talking like this. I wish I could talk with everybody like this. It's such an efficient and beautiful way to communicate because before you could even finish a thought, it's like this consciousness knew what you were going to say and it would be beaming the answer and the answer was like in the form of imagery and emotions that would immediately translate into something you could understand like a conversation and we had we proceeded to have a conversation the best part is i opened my eyes thinking i would pop out of the meditative state but it was like i was in this kind of strange everything looked strange and misty and foggy but i was awake and i was able to walk around my house and this entity was still communicating with me, even though I wasn't in my meditative pose laying down. And we it proceeded to say, you're ready to 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 meet with us, it said. And we're here to communicate some things to you that you're ready to hear, that you need to hear, that you have been wanting some things in your life. And we can help you achieve this as long as you are ready to listen and, and ready to become aware of some things and work on some things. And it proceeded to tell me some important things that I needed to do in my life in order to achieve some goals, heal childhood trauma, to quit my job. This was the main thing. It like kept really banging into my head that I needed to quit my job and follow my passion, which was this show. And the conversation lasted a couple of hours until the communication just kind of started fading. But it was it was just a, a, a wonderful like therapy session between me and this entity so guiding me along of what I things I needed to do to become successful. Go ahead. I have two questions. One, were yeah. you a corporate office or were you in a cube? Just curious. And two, I was <laughs> a corporate office. Yeah. Who was that? Who was speaking to you? Well, I at the in the beginning, I thought I was speaking with extraterrestrials or something right. I didn't understand. I after all the research I've done, after all the further communication that I've had with this entity, I understand that it is either what we would understand as our spirit guides or a part of our higher self yes. or even 
angelic ancestors they are something that is i like to call it my spirit guide because that's the best understanding i have of this point something that has been with me since my incarnation something that has guided me along in my whole life and i had several i have several spirit guides uh, later some more appeared to me during uh other sessions later on that i'll tell you about in fact the next the very next day or two days later i did it again and it was an even more incredible um, experience where I was actually taken on a craft in my subconscious meditative state. During that experience, I was downloaded to, before I started meditating, I had this strong intuitive feeling to be in water. So I submerged myself in the bathtub and turned on the tones. And this time, I was walked through this childhood traumatic memory before I made contact with my spirit guide again. And... This time, whenever I was able to open my eyes, when I closed my eyes again, all I could see was that I was on a craft. I could see outside these massive windows. It was like very sterile environment. They had three levels and outside the windows was, was outer space. It's the only thing I could describe. And I would open my eyes. I'd be in my bathroom, close my eyes. I was on this craft and then these etheric beings, which is when I met my other guides, they started to manifest in my subconscious vision. They started to manifest as these little etheric robed hybrid animal beings is the best way I can describe it. They looked like about four or five foot tall hybrid animal beings. Some were dog hybrids, some were like horse hybrids. Some even look like frogmen, reptilian beings, different types of chimeric entities that were beaming this feeling of love and communicating information to help me achieve the next level of where I'm supposed to go. And it was incredible experience, even more downloaded information. My guides had asked me if I was ready to accept the, the task, something like the earthly task in my incarnation. I don't remember exactly what was said at this point. I was like so emotional crying during this experience. It was so incredible. And eventually this experience wore down and I got the instructions that, if I wanted to facilitate easier contact and and more, uh, I guess you could say rich communication and a better understanding of what was being communicated, that psychedelics for me is a great way to do it. And that brought me to the next section of my journey, which I followed my guide's advice. I quit my job just out of nowhere, took out my 401k, moved to Colorado because I was not happy in Louisiana. And I just started doing this full time. And my goodness, if my guides weren't right within a few months, the revenue just started appearing out of nowhere. Like we started getting ad revenue out of nowhere. We started becoming very successful. And I actually started growing magic mushrooms. They are legal here in Colorado now. I took the advice of my guides to to further that exploration and magic brought me mushroom. to the next level. What is a magic? What's in a magic mushroom or what? What? A magic mushroom, mushroom is, is a is a regular mushroom that you grow. It is a psychedelic mushroom, though, and they have plenty of different kinds. The kind I grew myself were called Cubanesis mushrooms. And they are they basically they are a psychedelic experience that if have you ever have any of you ever done psychedelics before? No. No. Okay, okay. Well, this is it this is something that um it's not for everyone, and no, they're wait. recently they're recently um, understanding that psychedelics are an incredible tool for mental health, for healing childhood trauma, for addiction, for helping people with all sorts of mental disorders. They're microdosing and using ayahuasca and these different psychedelics, like magic mushrooms as well, to have these therapeutic experiences. Now, what for me, what and for what most people, what happens is you have this incredible psychedelic, at times hallucinogenic experience where you go within yourself. And for me, I was able to talk to entities. Some people relive childhood traumas. Some people just have under deep understandings of the universe. I think that uh, it is a definite definite spiritual tool that was given to us by the Creator to help us unlock different 
areas of our mind and make contact with things on the other side of the spectrum. Because when I did start growing them and utilizing them, it was much easier to make contact with my spirit guides. And it was almost instantaneous. And that's what I did for each session. I would go into deep meditation after dosing the mushrooms and have this deep, incredible conversation with my spirit guides. That would then give me guidance on how to become more successful in my life, how to become more happy. It wasn't about, you know, learning the secrets of the universe or finding out the future or, you know, winning the lottery or trying to make money for it. It was all about just self-improvement and what was best for me. And that's what I believe that a lot of psychic psychedelic experiences do for people is they help them unlock the best parts of themselves that are locked away through trauma and just mental illness, basically. I know the uh, these uh, kinds of uh, mushrooms and so on, they have been legalized in some states, but they mm-hmm. are not so in other states. So right. since we are still uh, trying to uh, stay safe here. We got to be a little diplomatic on this one because uh, mm-hmm. it, it works in... Um, Now, I would say that I don't recommend it to anyone. I really would never recommend psychedelics to anyone. It worked for me because this is they they work differently for everyone. But for me, it was an amazing tool to heal childhood trauma and mental mental instability and things that I needed to work on in my life. But for some people, I think that it could make things worse. I think that it could cause psychosis in some people. So. It's very important that people understand what they're dealing with, how it would affect them, and to do their own research before even attempting to do any psychedelics. And to have somebody to have somebody help them, you know, like you, yeah, you for you sure. Had, you had beginner's luck with meditation, then you were fast tracked, <laughs> you know. So you you yeah. it turned out well for you, but you know, to have somebody that you can trust to be with you. If if not, hundred percent. Who really knows? I know. Um, I had a dog bite to my eye, and they gave me ketamine. Mm. That right? It took them hours yeah. to decide how they're going to do it. And the nurse kept saying, or, or the resident kept saying, the way that you go in is the way that you're going to come out. And I'm like, well, what the hell does that mean? You know, because <laughs> I was scared. I mean, my eyelid was hanging off. And all of a sudden, they gave me this medicine, and this little um, resident, female resident, was holding my hand. And I'm up inside my brain, and my brain is purple, and there's purple balloons everywhere. And I'm like, oh, my <laughs> God, I have no idea where I am. So so that's that's my experience with the hallucinogenic. Is, is, that, is that a hallucinogenic? Is that what it is? Yes, considered? it is. It's considered hallucinogenic, yeah, yes. But, but they're using that. For depression, it's incredible. Mm. I mean, I'm a nurse. It's it's working out to be phenomenal for people that have depression and you know yes. childhood trauma. You know who doesn't have it anymore? But yeah, so I'm so glad that that worked out for you. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's incredible. And there is a dark side to it, which I would like to explain my my other profound contact experience. This happened, I think, uh, um, almost two years ago or a year and a half ago, and I was with a um, a friend of mine that w- had never had a psychedelic experience, and I was going to walk them through just like you said. Well, th- this experience be- became incredibly strange. Um, so, like I said, I believe that these these substances allow us to interact with different spectrums of reality that we can't perceive normally including what could possibly be the afterlife or extraterrestrial realms or different interdimensional realms well during this experience i was supposed to help this person uh just walk them through their first psychedelic experience well they ended up taking a very large amount and not even having any effects So it was very strange, but this person was a psychic and they said that they felt immediately connected to their spirit guides and they felt like information was rushing in a lot clearer, but they weren't feeling the the traditional effects of the mushrooms, which I found very odd. I was. So this person also does the various different types of therapy. So we decided that we were going to walk myself through a childhood trauma that started to come up during the experience. And 
she was going to help me relive it so I could get, release the the energy with it. Well, we did, and we were able to retrieve this traumatic memory. What we did not realize was there was a a negative spirit attachment attached to that trauma. And when we released the energy, that spirit attachment did not like that, and it fought for its life to stay attached to me. And what it did, it took over my perception, and it made me see my girlfriend turn into a giant reptilian which was actually the entity manifesting in front of me. So the entity manifested at this giant reptilian in front of me saying, why are you trying to leave me? You don't love me anymore. Why don't you keep me? And it was about seven foot tall. It was wearing my girlfriend's, uh, but this was my girlfriend at the time. It was wearing her nightgown and it started chasing me around my house. The, the worst part is my whole house turned into like what it looked like a dungeon. And I could even see outside the sky was blood red and they had mold on my walls. My whole existence had changed. And I thought for a second, maybe I just died. Maybe I'm in hell and this is it. This is all over for me. I didn't know what was going on for a while. And this lasted for a very long time during these uh, normal psychedelic experience it's like a loop you'll have a, a little bit of strangeness and then it'll get kind of back to normal reality well this it didn't go back to normal reality this entity had me might had my perception locked in and it was trying to deceive me i didn't know what to do so i went to the water i was say something told me to go to water i started uh, pouring the shower water on my head and i started praying i said god help me whatever's going on and all of a sudden i heard this loud commanding voice come from within inside myself say no you're being deceived and as that happened I swear I puked up this black goo, just black substance all over into the tub and wow. everything shot back to normal, like not only back to normal, but everything was bright and beautiful. And I felt this amazing presence. I felt like an angelic presence in there with me and come to find out my girlfriend was outside in a meditative state and she was perceiving this reptilian and she was helping she was calling upon her guardian angels to come and get rid of this thing and she imagined them throwing it into a portal and as that happened she heard me throwing up it was all a combination of these things happen at the same time and it was like an exorcism it was really like i was releasing that negative entity and after that everything was incredible like that experience really was another huge turning point in my life where I was able to see things so much clearly because that entity had been with me since childhood and it was causing it was causing a lot of fog. It was causing a lot of depression. It was causing me to not live up to my full potential, but it was pissed when we when we realized it and it was trying to, to fight to stay within me. So that was a, a pretty crazy experience. Yeah, you're blessed. So a couple of people yeah. are asking what your meditative method was, because you definitely had beginner's luck, right? Yeah, so I sure did. Yeah, I, I, all I did was the 432 hertz tones. And for me, it's water. The key for me is uh, I have to be in water. I have to have my feet in water. I have to have be in the tub. Something has to be in water because I found that it. it's like some kind of conduit for me. It allows me to immediately. What's that? What's What's your astrological sign? I am a Virgo. Virgo, just curious. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's it. I do have a RH negative blood. I don't know if that has anything to do with anything, but you know. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Um, so you you had like you had like a healing. You had a healing mm. on so many levels, including spiritual. That was that was massive. Yeah, a hundred percent. That was massive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it changed. It really did change the the whole trajectory that I was on, especially after that last experience. And it was after that last experience, a few days later, I had the download to to start producing the documentary and the docu series that I that everything turned into. So these, I, it all was about me and my journey and where I was supposed to go and and the my guides assisting me in getting there. I believe that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So, and you, you still follow, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't done psychedelics in a while. I think I'm done with that until I'm 
called to do it again. I don't really do it often. I didn't do it often when I did, maybe once every couple months, but and only when I felt the calling that I needed something to heal or I needed to to talk to them about something and I can still make contact with them. It's not as as easy as if I were on psychedelics, but I I go in the tub and I go into a meditative state and I can make contact and have a conversation. And I do this at least Oh, twice a month just to make sure I'm, I'm maintaining that connection and, and getting any information that I need. Yeah, let's let's leave this medical information alone because we got to remember that we're not advocating anything like this. There's the, uh, the good side and the bad side, and you explained both sides here. And I would highly recommend that anybody that is thinking about this talk to a medical professional or someone that has uh, great experience with it that can walk you through it. So uh, I think we, we should. Uh, right. So and, and on the other side of this coin is let's take out you know the piece about the, the psychedelics that's not that's not the important piece the important piece is what chris is sharing with us about yeah. being in alignment with your higher self your subconscious mind your angels your guides but whatever you want to call it if you've made that connection once you want to make it a lot you know and then sometimes uh, depending upon what kind of trauma we have what kind of habits we have if there's any addiction if depending upon that, that will vary how good or how available you are to listen, to listen mm. to that voice. Chris is an incredible example of somebody who you know, walked out of corporate America and did what he wanted to do, you know, and, and in, in, uh, as a result, you know, his soul, his soul began to thrive too, because you were so depressed when you were doing mm. that kind of work. And I think those are the important things to really highlight. And, if you want to reach those heights to be in a state of relaxation where you can hear right the directives and the offerings and the suggestions there's a lot of people that can help you do that there's a ton of coaches who work with different modalities there's hypnotherapists there's qhht there's a million well maybe not a million but there's a lot of ways to do it so i, I love now, the information that chris i also have to add that there was a huge aspect of assisted manifestation with certain magical practices that I did utilize. I was, I did, I made sure to pay attention to, first of all, synchronicities that the universe was sending me. I did utilize different positive manifestation techniques, different imaginative techniques to attempt to bring in the success that I was desiring. And it was a lot of work to do that. If you've ever done any type of magical work, it is a lot of focus and you have to put a lot of intent behind something to uh, to get a result manifested into reality. And I was doing a lot of intent work and even sigil magic and things like this to try and bring this reality that my guides were assisting me with into my reality. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah, it's it's getting complicated. So I would surely say that this is not just for the novice. Uh, you got to have some solid advice on this one. Right. So Chris, Chris was just talking about um, yeah. another another pathway to really, I mean, kind of work with law of attraction. He's talking mm -hmm. about manifesting things, and he picked a certain pathway to manifest things. And, you know, the, the mechanics of it are pretty much all the same. You know, you get clarity yes. on what you want, you create an intention, you use positive affirmations, you use imagery, and without being attached to the outcome, you still give it focus every day, right? Not outcome mm. like, oh my God, I just planted those seeds. Where are the seeds? Where are the plants? Where are the plants? Right? You can't do that. You have to go, okay, the seeds are planted and I'm just going to envision what that plant's going to look like in, yeah. you know, in the time that the, it unfolds. The biggest thing that I can say though is gratitude is the most important part yeah. of all of it is being grateful for everything that manifests in your reality. It's so true. It's so true. And, you know, you can get on a, on a, um, a, a, a loop with gratitude 
And mm. so, too, you know, if you've ever been in a bad relationship or hated your job, you can get in a loop with being really miserable and really unhappy. And that is just we don't want to go there. But to just wake up in the morning and be grateful for the very breath that you took or the incredible dreams that you had or the you went in the med bed while you were sleeping or you went to the wisdom chamber, right? Just to wake up and be grateful. That begins your manifestation all over yes. again on the right vibration, right? The right frequency. Yeah. Yeah. And it also, it, it allows clarity when it comes to recognizing the synchronicities and following the clues that the universe is leaving for you, because it does leave you plenty of clues if you're on the right path. It does. And, and if you're willing to listen, I'll give you yeah. give a funny, a crazy example. And this was back in the day. I was in nursing school and I wanted to live in this really quaint little town in Norfolk, Virginia. And it, you know, there were all, um, um, Victorian homes, you know, it was just incredible. There was water and I wanted to live there. And I drove from North Carolina to there and I got into this neighborhood. I knew it was the neighborhood I wanted to live in. And I was so comfortable from the long drive. I heard go right go left. I did go right again, go left in two blocks. I had no idea where I was or what I was doing. And it led me right to the door of a Victorian home that had been changed into four apartments. And that's where mm. I lived. So, you know, part of what Chris is highlighting today is his willingness to be available to hear and to say yes to following it. Yes, Cute. 100%. Yeah. Cute. So cool. So cool. Augie, I know you have questions about, don't you have questions about Louisiana? Or? Oh, I, I was wondering also, um, everybody, just about everybody is talking about an event that is supposed to be coming or something, they call it a big thing that is coming. Um, we don't exactly know, but we know if the um, if the powers that be have their way, we have some we have some indications. But I think there's more to it than that. What do you think about is next for us and mankind, Chris? Wonderful things. Uh, I think that the event you're speaking of, I think we're in the midst of it. I think the event is this mass awakening that we are experiencing on the planet people coming into their own seeking spirituality evolving becoming aware of the corruption i think that is the event and i think that the change we're going to see is a collapse of the old system because it can't sustain itself anymore too many people are checking out of it too many people are realizing the false matrix and seeing through it and the more people become aware the more people check out and the more this false reality will fall to the wayside and we'll start to see more and more of the way things really are i think people will come into a more of their consciousness abilities will have more psychic abilities will be able to perceive these realms that I was just talking about without psychedelics and all these wonderful things, because what they're trying to do is prevent us from from reaching and achieving that via technology and all of the negative agendas that they're trying to put forward, as well as pharmaceuticals and things that they're you know, spraying in the air and food and everything else that they bombard us with to keep us in this material realm and unaware of our true potential and unaware of our true consciousness abilities. They're scrambling right now. They're doing everything they can to keep us in that sleeping state. But I think there's too many people waking up right now, and I think we are too way far too far into this awakening and there are too many people on the upswing to for it to ever go back and i think they have great things ahead for in the future and i think this false system that has kept us enslaved for the longest time will not be in existence i'd say something within our lifetime definitely definitely yeah yeah i think very soon yeah, it's I, quickening. I, I, we are in the quickening. I agree with you. Mm. You know, and the, the thing is, we are observing the enormity of it as much as we can. 
right? Many of us don't really know what's going on in France or what's happening in a part of the part of the world where there's, you know, fires or drought or people are dying of other, you know, different ways. Um, we can we can allow ourselves to take in what it is as as much or as big as we can, right? We we do that in increments, and I think you know, as we begin to open our perception to it, we recognize that, you know, everything that was supposed to happen according to biblical law and lore, and um, it's, it's really, it's happening. It's happening. Mm. We're in the middle of it. But the good news is we're almost on the other side of it. It's really amazing, right? Yeah. It's really good. And as long as we keep our vibration steady, and as long as we stay connected to our higher self, then we're going to be manifesting an incredible timeline. And Chris, there was there was a question for you in the chat. What was your favorite or your most amazing manifestation story? Hmm. There's there's been a few. Um, I I guess you could say I manifested my entire trip to louisiana to be able to start my documentary i i i'm completely self-funded with this and if you're a podcaster you know the revenue is not that lucrative i make enough to survive and i'm grateful for that but i was able to manifest enough for a road trip and hotel rooms and camera equipment and all this wonderful things to to start the documentary uh, I've manifested appearances on talk shows like, uh, I believe, Tinfoil Hat and other things like that. And I think that it also affects the the people that I attract into my life. I've had such a high quality of people in my life in the past few years that it's incredible that the people that I'm meeting are more and more amazing. And I am just, you know, I'm grateful for all these experiences that we're having right now. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Love yeah. it. I'm just looking at the chat to see if there's any other questions for you. Chris, tell us about your documentary, please. Yeah, sure. The documentary is a long time coming. I, I've been trying to get started for this uh, almost two years now. I finally, a couple of months ago, took a trip to Louisiana. I figured with the documentary, it was supposed to be just a couple of episodes for a docuseries, but it's turned into I, I i believe it's going to be an ongoing thing i'm just going to start traveling to different locations covering the paranormal history high strangeness unexplained events interesting places interesting people eyewitnesses some of the conspiratorial history in certain areas and I decided what better place to start than the place I grew up in Louisiana, which has an incredibly rich paranormal history. Yeah, so I, yeah, I decided to take a trip a couple of months ago. We, we were able to save up enough and manifest that, that trip, that money to go out there. And me and my girlfriend went and she's my, you know, my camera person. And we started to we went to some wonderful locations we went to some uh native american mounds plantations uh we went to we uh several very extremely rural swamp areas and interviewed eyewitnesses of bigfoot and cryptid encounters and we it was incredible yeah we also uh got to go on a little bigfoot type of expedition we went out in on a little boat into the swamps on a uh a gun gun led tour with this this uh my gentleman who's also an experiencer of incredible cryptid encounters and we went out there and he showed me some bigfoot footprints and some of the things that are possibly been going on out there but the most amazing part to me was i didn't realize how many different types of entities and creatures have been reported in the louisiana swamps growing up there i we had legends of a couple we had legends of bigfoot and there was legends of something called the rugaru which is a dog man basically or werewolf 
And there had been other accounts, of course, plenty of accounts of paranormal activity, ghosts, hauntings. Of course, because of the dark history when it comes to the slave trade, that added tons of dark energy to that whole state. And that permeates throughout throughout the streets in New Orleans and throughout all the plantations. And then the there's a lot of dense energy in those swamps to begin with. But some people have reported seeing creatures like smoke monsters that's the only thing they can describe it as a smoke creature that can manifest from smoke into a physical being that then looks like a small hominid about four or five foot tall with black skin and hair all over it he there's been reports of lizard people that slither around in the swamps now the most incredible experiencer that i've interviewed i'd love for you I'd give you his information. You guys should have him on your show to talk to him about his experiences. His name is Scott Pace, and he is just your normal down-to-earth man. He's a a hunter and fisherman, and he doesn't drink, doesn't do drugs. He just goes hunting, fishing. He works just like your everyday normal Joe and wants to come home to his family. Well, this man had, and he had an encounter that basically cracked open whatever part of his consciousness attracts paranormal activity and now he's having alien encounters hauntings bigfoot all kinds of stuff is happening to him it all started one day when he was in his deer stand deer hunting stand which is just an elevated stand that people use to to perch up and wait for deer to come and he was looking out his rifle scope and he says he saw what appeared to be the largest hairiest man with just complete black skin and hair covering its entire body and the hair was like matted and dreadlocked and he couldn't make out facial features he was a little too far away but he said it looked like this thing was at least seven eight foot tall and it was the most muscular beastly looking man he's ever seen and he hears something rustling out on the other side and he pans his rifle uh, scope over to the right and he swears he sees what he can only describe as a werewolf, a dog man. And then in his mind, he hears communication, just like I was had the psychic communication with my guides. He hears this instantaneous voice in his mind say, you better put that rifle down or I'm going to come up there and tear you apart. And then he hears this other voice, which is apparently the Bigfoot saying, no, he's just he's just looking at us. He doesn't have his finger on his trigger. Don't do anything. <laughs> Scott, not knowing what to do. He, the only thing he can do is think, try to talk to them in their mind. So he does. He sends out thoughts to them. He's like, no, I'm not going to hurt you. I, I don't know what's going on. I was just looking at you. And the Bigfoot relays a message that he should leave. So at this point, Scott is terrified. He leaves out the deer stand. He starts heading out, and he looks behind, and he says there are about four other creatures, large creatures, following him out of that area of the swamp. And after that, it all kind of broke loose. He opened Pandora's box. He said he would wake up in the night and hear footsteps in his house. He would, he says there was like poltergeist, invisible beings, but it could have been cloaked, you know, cloaked Bigfoot or dogmen walking through his house, moving things around. He said he, he saw Bigfoots looking through his window before. They're constantly roaming around his property now. And he is constantly hearing this, he calls it mind speak from these creatures. He's had experiences like a Bigfoot trying to grab, uh, reach its arm in his truck and grab his cell phone out of his hand. He slapped the hand of a Bigfoot trying to, to grab his cell phone out of his hand. And he's had, he's had other experiences in these same swamps with beams of light and a portal opening and seven or eight foot tall light beings, translucent light beings walking out of portals and right in front of him, like he's not there and just going about their business. He's seen these little smoke creatures that can manifest into smoke and turn into a physical being. And he said, for some reason, they enjoy he's a he's a very religious man he's a church going man a christian and he uh, if i guess to he was he doesn't understand the when he didn't understand the phenomena completely he would go out there and quote bible verses to these creatures and sing them bible hymns 
And he said they seemed to enjoy it and they would ask him to do it often. And he said one time he was singing a Bible hymn and a Bigfoot that they got to know lovingly as Stevie Wonder. They call him Stevie Wonder because he's always swinging his head like this when he sees him. He said he said he's swinging behind the trees, looking like this, swinging his head. So he starts singing the Bible hymn and Stevie Wonder starts dancing. And all of a sudden, these two little people come out of the ground and start dancing like charmed snakes to the Bible hymn that this man is singing to them. Incredible stuff. Now, when when you're telling us that story, what is your take on it? Oh, man. Well, he is. This man is like he is very sincere and he's. It's not a person to make anything up. I've talked to his family. I've talked to his wife. He just wanted to go about his business. He never expected any of this stuff to happen. And he's gaining a better understanding of it. He's actually welcoming this stuff. I believe him. I believe that at least he believes his story. I believe something happened to him. Yeah. And he's so down to earth and so so lovable. And he's just such a nice guy. Yeah, he has nothing to to gain from this. It's not like he's going on talk show circuits and talking about it. He doesn't like talking about it. He talks about it when people ask him about it, and that's it. So that tells me that there, this guy, there's something to this guy's story for sure. Is it still going on? Well, it's evolved. He is now been he's now having astral experiences with extraterrestrials, but not only extraterrestrials. He said he would have missing time. And he would wake up the next day with memories of being escorted through underground caves with seven, eight foot tall gray extraterrestrial beings and what he said insectoid mantis looking beings together. But he said they would also be accompanied sometimes by a Bigfoot and they would escort him to certain rooms. And he said they were it was like they were training him in certain consciousness abilities and they were training him to like to fight in these astral realms he still doesn't understand what's going on there but he says that started happening to him recently i'm open to this because i know the louisiana's got a long history of paranormal in fact i have a little incident uh, down there when in 2003 bbc television came over from england to the united states to do a tv documentary and i was invited to be on it and they took me down to to New Orleans, and we went west of town to a large uh, plantation house. And we were doing the filming there. And I talked to the, um, I think I, more or less the guy that takes care of the place. And I asked him because I was curious, you know, <clears throat> what is this place? You know, you got any ghosts hanging around here? And he looked at me very serious and he says, they are everywhere. <laughs> they are. Um, they we see them down the hallways he said and they are just like i'm looking at you they're solid they they look solid and i walk up close to them and i cannot see through them they are totally solid they are mm. there he says interesting and i had to believe him because he was so serious looking me straight in the face mm. Now, Crowman, I see in the chat, he's asked if it's Scott Pace. Yes, it is Scott Pace. He's done, He's been on a few other talk shows, not many, but I can get you guys his information. I'm sure he'd be happy to come and talk with you guys about some of the stuff. And you're talking about manifestations and ghosts at some of these plantations, which the energy at these places is so dark and dense. And it's kind of sad. They they make light on these tours and it's a little disrespectful the way they do these tours. Sometimes the tour guides are a little animated and they embellish the stories and it can get a little ridiculous. But on some of these plantation tours, they've had people faint from the, the crazy energy that surrounds the area and the property. And the, some of the most uh, terrifying tales are people saying that they see apparitions of humans hanging from trees being lynched you know from trees on the property so that's terrifying as well yeah not a good experience no no really interesting so how can people get a hold of you when can they watch your show where is it 
Yeah. Uh, you can email me if you have any questions, if you got some guest suggestions, if you'd like to help with the production of the documentary, ForbiddenKnowledgeNews at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to help with a donation for the production, I am completely self-funded. It is just me doing this production, editing, filming, producing, all my little lonesome. If you would like to help with a donation, anything is greatly appreciated. You can do that at supportfkn.com. And you can watch all our shows on our website. Our website is forbiddenknowledge.news. We have video and audio podcasts. All the audio podcasts can be found on all podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, all the good ones. We just recently got kicked off of YouTube, so you can't find us on there, but we are on Rumble, and we are on Rockfin, and Rockfin is also where you can get our premium content. It's another great way to support us. Rockfin, you get not only our premium content, but you get every creator that puts premium content on Rockfin. You get their content as well with a, a membership. So go check that out. And yeah, thank you so much, guys. This was fun. It was fun. Augie, why don't you ask your famous question? Oh, Final yes. Question. Uh, that's the right place for it. I want to hear your opinion, too. The question is... If you could talk to the whole world and the world is listening, what would you tell them? Love each other. Yeah. That's, That's it, man. It's, it's that simple. That's the truth. That's yeah. Yeah. We just need more. We need more love. And we got, we've got to stop focusing on the negative and focusing on so much of our of the outside of ourselves in this outside material matrix realm, because there is nothing for us. There's nothing for us in this realm. Everything that we need is inside ourselves. And if we did more self-seeking and we did more self-love and self-care, we would be able to better take care of other people because we would, we would have already taken care of all the things we needed to with ourselves. So love yourself. That's about it. Exactly. Yep. And we have to, it would be wonderful. <laughs> I don't want to shit all over everybody, but it would be wonderful if we would stop looking and being uh, impacted by the divisions. Okay. There's, mm. there is so much polarity being created on purpose, right? For you to choose a side, choose a side. I like this. I stand for that. Right. We have to stop that. That is a distraction keeping us off our path. The so, last place they want is to come together in the middle middle and have these discussions like we're having right now. Exactly. So I'm with Chris. Love each other. Love each other so much. Take good care, guys. We'll see you next week with another incredible guest. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Augie. Thank you to our producer, Thank Matt. You. And I just have to do our disclaimer because we talked about medical stuff. Uh, you know, the, the views and opinions of Broadcast Team Alpha's guests are not necessarily those of Broadcast Team Alpha, but we love hearing from everybody. See you guys next week. Oh, join us Friday. We're talking about Edgar Casey Remedies on quantum well-being, right? It's only a half hour. Come join us, 7.30 right here. Much yep. love, everybody. And to follow, and to follow Nori, the the, the question, no, the answer to the question is love. It doesn't matter what the question is. There you go.